Okay, so so we're we're rolling. I'm now Greg. I'm my computers are picking up a uh, an unexpected login to this podcast. Could it be? I'm I'm getting a signal from Western Massachusetts. That's weird. I'm not in Western Massachusetts right now. Can I, and I'm not in Western Massachusetts right now. Can can it be? I'm inside your computer. Oh my god! Whoa. Dan, your hair got longer. <laughs> and you're female. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what happened. <laughs> Holy crap, everyone, it's Francis. Hello, everyone. I am back, if yet briefly. Mm. Yes, yes, how are you? How, how have things been out beyond the wall? Oh, you know, pretty good. Um, I guess doing the beyond the wall sorts of things, you know, fighting <laughs> off the dragons and the white walkers. Yeah, there's a lot of those out there. People don't know. They don't know. It's they don't like, know what's out here. No one comes why, out here. Why are why are all the good why are people so good at cyclocross in Western Massachusetts? It's, it's fighting a white walkers. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's bad news. But uh it really, you know, it's good for your fitness. Yes. It's uh, very good for fitness. You have been like selling what, uh bottle openers or something? Ish, yeah. I took up blacksmithing. Like you do. Like you do, <laughs> as like, like a it, hobby to do in my spare time. It's it's like yes, your voluminous spare time. This is like what, and, and of course it spawned like your thirteenth side hustle or something. Yeah, I mean, like as a millennial, everything I do has to be a side hustle. So it's crazy. you know, yeah, clearly, so, when yeah. I start black making bottle openers, I have to also sell them. Yeah. So the last time we chatted, Francis, you were like, yeah, you know, it's 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 too bad that I have to leave the podcast, but between. Like my day job and my night job and the business that I'm running, I'm just pretty maxed out. And then, yeah, a couple months ago, I saw you being like, "I'm selling home blacksmith products," and I, <laughs> I was mean, like, "Where do? Who is this? Where does she find the time?" It's it's insane. I mean, it's, some things have to give, and unfortunately, I haven't really been racing or riding my bike too much this season. I've been kind of filling that time with. Um, blacksmithing and buying land and planning to build a house and lots of crazy stuff <laughs> so that's right oh my yeah so i mean you know it's not that i you know suddenly find more hours in the day i mean i get up before i am and work and then go to work and then work after work so yeah i don't know where i fit this in i just do sometimes <laughs> you're you're a cool lady francis <laughs> <laughs> i mean blacksmithing is a cool thing you guys should try it if you ever you know, get a forge and an anvil <laughs> and a good hammer. Yeah, I'll just I'll just install one of those in my basement. That, oh yeah, that would be too code. I'm quite certain. Yeah, definitely. Installing a forge oh, in your basement and then closing all the doors and windows is a great way to stay alive. Seems. <laughs> yeah, it definitely doesn't just... put out lots of carbon monoxide. This is not actual medical advice. <laughs> yeah. PSA. We, you shouldn't grill indoors for the same reason that you shouldn't forge indoors without good ventilation. I Carbon can't monoxide. believe it. I can't. People, I, people grill indoors. I think I've heard of this, and it's like people then like die. Well, it's like they some. They're like, oh, it's raining. I'm gonna grill in my garage, and then like you know they're in there for <laughs> however long, and it starts filling up <laughs> with carbon so monoxide, dumb. which of course you can't sense, and not good. Yeah, that's a bad idea, people. Don't do that. So PSA: propane gives off when burned carbon monoxide. Uh, anyway, I mean, this is not why I came back onto the show. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, okay. So we do. We do. Francis is here for a reason, a specific reason, I guess. Apparently, it's not enough just to like hang out with us. But uh, need specific first, we, reasons for everything I do. <laughs> it's true. Well, we do need to tell you um, 
I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, unintentional pun. You should know this if you're listening, and and you should be uh, presumably if you're really excited about Francis joining us. Uh, Dan is off doing something someplace. Whatever, uh, it's fine. He's he was so great. excited he couldn't be here. Yeah, yeah, he'll be, he'll be back. But this is the Honest Bicycle Program. As you probably know, I'm Greg. That's Matteo. Say hi, Matteo. Hey, yeah. That's... Uh, and we're coming. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Did, were you going to add more to your greeting? That's fine. No. No? No. Okay. Well, great. Well, that's that's good because there's, there's, we really have quite the agenda uh, before us. I'm going to unf- unfurl this enormous scroll of items to, to tick off. But uh, I, we should let you know that, hey, the Honest Bicycle Program comes to you on the Wide Angle Podium Network. And we're putting an extra special emphasis on that uh, at the beginning of this show because it's the month of August. It's well, We're well into August, in fact. And that means that it is the Wide Angle Podium wide angle Donor podium Drive. Oh, so exciting. Woo! So let's uh, maybe tell Woo! the good people a little bit about what that means. All right. So listen, the so Wide Angle Podium Network, let's be honest. Let's let's hmm. be frank here. Uh, yeah. It's a one-stop shop for your favorite cycling news and entertainment. Is it not, Greg? Is it not, Francis? Uh, it yeah, is. no, you're right. You're correct. It and, is the, the one-stop shop. And is the Wide Angle Podium Network not a member-supported network? Oh, it definitely is a member-supported network. Uh, so. Like, that is really the major the major way in which the shows uh, on this network uh, make money and are supported and are able to bring you such amazing content for, you know, for honestly for free, right? Because you're listening to this probably for free. Gee, odds are, and look, we love you. I, I don't say this in a judging way. Odds are, if you're listening to this, you're not a member. But that's, uh, so, and you're able to listen because it's available for free. But we'd like you to consider becoming a member. We would like you to pull through. Let me let me actually kind of tell you a little bit about what you what you get out of this. All right. First of all, you get these great shows, obviously, that you can get anyway. But then you get the extra good, you know, kind of happiness and uh, sense of pride of of helping support them. But but more than that, all right. There's some freebies available. All right. If you if you uh, little gifts, I guess I would say bonuses. Bonuses! Yeah. Don't disparage bonuses. the bonuses. No, they're they're great because you only get them if you become a member during the drive, at various levels. All right, so that could be uh, like a T-shirt. Uh, that could be. Let me let me just take a look at uh, a level here. Like at the ten dollar per month level, the superstar level. All right, you get you get uh, buttons, like those little buttons that you pin on your your jackets or your your bag or your race bag, or whatever, and you get a sticker sheet. Man, so that's pretty good stuff. And on top of that, Greg, can I put these stickers that, on my trapper keeper? Uh, yeah, yeah, you should put them on your. It trapper is back to keeper. school season. You could even oh, put them. On, you could even put them on your disc wheel. Oh it's true. You could do that too. And and on top of that, you get bonus content, and uh, that means all the bonus episodes for the last three years that all the different shows have been making and posting. Uh, just for example, we it being August, recently recorded with the help of Mr. Dan Shabanoff, a kind of what-do-you-need-to-do-to-get-ready-for-cross-season bonus episode and just went through all the things that, that you should be doing to get ready. And, you know, I like to talk about cross, but Dan's the real expert, and he has a lot of uh, really, really great advice for you. 
and you could become a member for as little as five dollars a month and you get access to that i think it's great so yeah you'd be helping us you'd be helping the fellow listeners because uh, that you know <laughs> then we keep making shows and and they're happy because they have things to listen to so yeah it's already it, it's it's great stuff I, I don't know you guys have anything else to say about that i think that a membership makes a great gift and i'm gonna say this i just moved which meant that i had to like pack up a house's worth of stuff and take it to another city huge pain in the ass yeah that's pain. enormous and i actually love giving and receiving gifts but i hate mm. having stuff oh god i love books it's too many books we have i love i love books i love reading them i love having them too goddamn many of them turns out books are very heavy yeah they're a popular gift in my family so <laughs> listen give the gift of a wide angle podium membership to the cyclist you love it doesn't weigh anything oh they will never have to move it anywhere <laughs> this is a really good point i really like this but yeah it, it, it's uh as we said already what it's your one-stop shop here at the wide angle podium for cycling news cycling entertainment cycling advice i don't know because chances are if you enjoyed this show you would also enjoy oh i don't know crosshairs radio or you would also enjoy uh we got to hang out or you would also enjoy um oh what's that show that those three lovable losers do um uh not no not that not the podcast the uh slow ride there we go the slow ride podcast <laughs> love those guys love those guys um so anyway support uh support this network that brings you such great uh entertainment and kind of cycling hobby related uh content and uh, we will love you forever go to wideanglepodium.com slash donate you'll see there's a bunch of different levels um you get kind of escalating levels of uh again kind of donor drive specific gifts uh at higher levels um but you know anything anything you can do would be great to support so that's that's the that's the pitch that's the pitch all right and we'll come back to that later i think that um we should probably get started so what was our um i don't know motivating (laughs) francis we brought you on for kind of a particular subject that you were interested in in discussing and i think it's because we all had a goddamn aneurysm a week or two ago am i right (laughs) yeah we (laughs) it's true you did not bring me on here just to discuss my uh terrible tips about cyclocross which would be a good foil to dan chabanov's excellent tips about cyclocross which is (laughs) like we would have drink a gallon of milk and then practice running barriers (laughs) (laughs) but i digress Uh, we won't speak of those those are those are you know for another episode mm, mm. Uh, but yeah we all had an aneurysm online you know what was it a week ago week and a half ago i'm not sure i mean this is you know evergreen content right so we'll just say sometime in the month of august uh our mutual friend uh i don't know even know what to describe as so so frank cundiff sort of man about time time man about time man of all time timeless i love i love i love the idea that he's a time traveler in that he used to exist in the past and now he exists in the present Mm. man about time he is he is a really an impressive feat to continue existing (laughs) uh but so yeah frank frank kind of 
uh, kind of told people on Twitter of an encounter he had with uh, a gentleman. Is gentleman too kind a word? I don't know. With per- perhaps it is too kind a word. Yes. With some asshat, so... I believe, is the appropriate description. <laughs> some, some asshat. Uh, I don't know. Does one of you have... What we should have done was like actually had the this tweet thread. Oh, I'm here. Kind of pulled up. Oh, you're ready. Maybe oh, you can. Ready. Maybe you can read this. Do people? Do we need to say who Frank is, or do people know, or does it matter? He's he's a guy. He brings his bikes. Yeah. He's on he's on the Twitter. Yeah. And Frank writes, "I had a convo at the Crossroads Cycling Classic with a Masters 50 plus rider that has stuck with me and not in a good way." The last stage was a road race, and Nick and I went early to the feed zone to feed the women's squad. I might skip a few parts here, whatever. Uh, I rode to the start of the race from the feed zone so we could keep my car there with a tent because the women were going to feed us. On the way, I came upon a master's guy who had been dropped from his race and was spinning easy to the start finish. I said hello, and we chatted. I joked that the Pro 1-2 race was going to be tough due to the heat. His immediate response was... Quote, to add to it, it's absurd that the women get to race for the same amount of money as the men. I was taken aback, but asked why. He said, because women are weaker and are not equals to men. He then admitted, quote, I know I'm a misogynist and shouldn't say these things out loud, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> but I do. I told him he's <laughs> but barking But I said up... them out loud. <laughs> I told him he's barking up the wrong tree and that I was coming from helping our women's team. I added that even with worse start times, the women's field was bigger than the men's field. They raced just as hard, if not harder than us. And I added, our title sponsor put up the sponsorship of the equal payout. He said, that doesn't matter. They're weaker and therefore don't deserve equal payout. I was and am legit still angry about the interaction. I told him he should just stop racing. Our sport doesn't need shit people like him. He told me, (laughs) I don't know what our sport needs. (laughs) <laughs> he clearly would, doesn't yeah i am stunned not at his feelings but at his boldness to express them to me a random guy on a bike who had never met him never even got his name we never even made an introduction and he was spouting off to me his hatred his spiteful rhetoric that was an excellent yeah. telling Matteo. thank you for such a reading Yes, that was good. Good, good reading, and thank you, thank you, Frank, for um, not holding back on your feelings. I don't know if Frank listens to this, but you know, thank you. Indeed, so. thank you for bringing this to the Twitterverse and thus to my attention. Because <laughs> clearly, the only thing that matters is what comes to my attention. This is the part where <laughs> Frances starts to tape up her knuckles. <laughs> yep, and then just like roll them in shards of glass. <laughs> They, they call style. these things stingers. Uh, you're not allowed to use them no more. <laughs> so yeah, we're now now we're going to test the class. Not, that being you, the listeners, on what is wrong with this. Uh, <laughs> but but I think I think Francis might have some lecture material prepared so that you at least In, have some idea of what to expect. In, indeed. Um, so yeah, I mean the unfor- one, one of the many unfortunate things about this telling is that you know it comes to us kind of second and then third hand. So, you know, there's lots of, you know, it's, it's kind of a he said, she said, or not not she said, he said, he said uh, situation here. And there's been lots of, oh, you know, did the guy really say that? Or, you know, it's, you know, are you, you, you know, building it up in a way that it was, was not in the conversation? And to all that is, is really that it doesn't really matter. In fact, it doesn't really matter who this master's dickhead is. And I mean, let's just call him... Um, you know, like Joe the Jerk, 
Um, uh-huh. Maybe I shouldn't call him Joe. I don't know. What's a good name for this guy? The Nameless Jerk. The Nameless Jerk. Okay, we'll call him the Nameless Jerk. We won't uh, underpin anyone with the name. <laughs> we won't. Joe. Yeah, we don't want anyone. <laughs> we don't want anyone with a particular name to feel like targeted. Slighted. If, no, if no it's, we don't want if you it's to not feel about targeted. You, yeah, if it's not about you, it's not about you. If it is about you, um, you're wrong. But yeah. anyway, go on. So, I mean, really, it doesn't matter. There, there are a lot of kind of, you know, let's call this guy out. Let's witch hunt him. Let's kick him out of the sport, which, I mean, he sounds like a total asshole. And he probably doesn't deserve to be in the sport. And that's kind of what riled me up and got me talking on Twitter is the fact that this guy still has a place in our sport. Um, but really, I think the important conversation to have about this is like this guy was very vocal in his feelings against women, which is honestly pretty rare. It's rare to find a guy who's going to be like, I'm going to state all of my completely misogynist opinions about bike racing out loud and therefore probably get witch hunted out of my own sport. That often doesn't happen. Uh, What does happen and what has happened in my experience in my oh, say, decade plus of racing is the kind of the the subtleties and the microaggressions. So there aren't really a lot of dudes that will be as uh, vocal as the the unnamed master's douchebag. Um, There may be a lot of people who think like them, and they, they really, I think one of the big problems in our sport is that this sort of thinking comes out in like uh, subtle microaggressions. And this can be something like having, I've had masters racers cut in front of me when I'm trying to pre-ride for, you know, a UCI cross race as though their, you know, presence is more important than mine on the uh, the warm-up course. Or it's the um, asshole that can't let me have one attack on the group ride or constantly has to be like moving in front of me when I'm trying to accelerate, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, it's not necessarily said in, uh, in words. And I don't know if this is something that, you know, you guys have ever experienced or have ever seen women that you ride with or women that you speak with in the sport experience, but it's definitely something that is, is pretty common. And I feel like if you talk to any female cyclist or female racer, they'll tell you of an instance in which they were on a, mixed gender ride and had something similar happen to them yeah i I mean like having the part of i think that what you're gonna um hear a lot by the way folks uh as we talk about this is the the repeated invocation of of masters racers and um i do want to say that i am sorry about that not all hashtag not all masters racers (laughs) but hashtag not all masters racers i mean i only said masters racers because that was what had happened in that exact scenario but but there is there is so the reason the reason though that this comes up and that that masters racers kind of you know men's masters racers kind of catch a lot of the, the flack here is that there is an age component to this which is not to say that everyone who is under the age of 40 or whatever um that there's no man under that age who does not harbor these views because that is that is unfortunately not true but that you know unfortunately i think that we've really observed a lot of this kind of behavior um from from masters Rangers. so i do want to make that kind of that that clear i mean just and and yes so i i uh, will also try not to overgeneralize here yeah, yeah, I, I, which I think is which I think is good, and and you know, but I, I want people to understand kind of why there's the invocation of masters a lot of the time, um, 
and that you know if it isn't again if it's not about you it's not about you um so 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 uh and and in return we will try not to overgeneralize but uh, I, I will say, you know, obviously I have not personally had this experience because I am a man. Um, I, I mean, but... it's, it's kind of that thing of, you know, where I've, I've spoken to some men who are, you know, in casual conversation, I'll say mm-hmm. like, oh, I wouldn't walk down that alleyway at night. And they'll be like, what? Why? And I'll be like, because someone could attack me and rip my clothes off. And yeah, like, yeah. What? I've never even thought about that. And I'm like, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, you're a exactly. man. <laughs> exactly. You have never had that mental experience. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this is pretty... Right. I'd say kind of the 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 subtle microaggressions, or even the not subtle microaggressions, are pretty Mm -hmm. common, um, and something that you know female racers and just female cyclists in general have talked about. And I've seen this talked about on Twitter a lot. It can be the, you know, I I saw this. um, I won't name names, but someone I follow on Twitter mentioned that they were you know doing a workout and was kind of espousing about how uncomfortable it was when they pass a man who's also riding and they have to just tack onto their wheel as though to prove to this random stranger that's riding by them that they're not weaker than them because they're and they're just like i get off my wheel i don't know who you are what are you doing and it's just like this like you have to you know we we encounter this all the time in yeah men is that like and not all men hashtag not all men um but i mean in in it's i've never had a woman do this to me um and that suddenly needing to prove something i don't know if it's it's masculinity or strength or um lack of weakness or whatever but like the inability to have a Mm. woman be perceived as stronger or faster or more capable than they are can i can i chime in for a second about the like the the jokes about you know not all men is like because I because I, I understand that it's sure thanks um, I understand that it's uh, there is a a knee jerk sort of defensiveness that a lot of guys have about hearing these stories that a lot of women have right because they say like well well I don't do that or, or I don't think I do that or you know it, it's really hard for them to hear that they're they're being sort of maligned by association more or less and it's it's not that all men do this it's that women have to live with this overwhelming experience of of experiencing that from many men and wondering every time they encounter another one whether or not this is going to be a shitty toxic experience or if they're going to be treated with a sort of modicum of respect and decency is that more or less the sort of distinction there that's that's the distinction for sure and I mean, yeah. like, these encounters can, you know, they range from annoying to incredibly aggressive. So, you know, it's it's definitely, yeah. it, uh, it certainly um, kind of spans the entire range here. Um, but right. what I think the, the core of what I really wanted to, to talk about today is um, this issue of making space. And this is kind of what I had started to talk about on Twitter. And of course, like, I read this stuff on Twitter at, like... Um, you know, four in the morning <laughs> and I get all riled up yeah. and I start tweeting and then I start having tweet grits and I'm like, oh God, what? I read all that stuff. Now it's just going to be a war on Twitter. And I just kind of like silently remove myself and I'm like, I'm going to go to work now and not look at Twitter for eight hours. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I didn't really get too far into it. I think I, I made a couple of good points and some people latched onto it, but I think it's, it's an, and this is kind of the, the reason I wanted to come back on the Honest Bicycle program today was that I really wanted to, to talk about 
um, this issue of, of making space for the people we want in our community. And this is the racing community. This is the cycling community as a whole. And this example that um, Frank brought to the table on Twitter with this kind of douchebag unnamed racer is it's very easy to point at this guy and say, that's wrong. We don't want you in our community. Get out. Which is absolutely the right response. This guy is clearly like very strong-willed about his um, opinions. And I know there may be like, oh, what if you talk to him? Try and see his point of view. I'm not in that camp at all. I mean, this guy, you know, is hating an entire gender. Um, if you want to have those viewpoints, either, you know, shave up or get out is my kind of, um, I don't know, that might be harsh, but that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, but in terms of the issue of, of space making and why I wanted to talk about um, how what most women experience is not that it's the the microaggressions it's the subtlety it's the dude latching onto your wheel unable to um even if he was going at a casual pace and out for an easy bike ride let you be potentially stronger and faster than him or the guy on a mountain bike ride who absolutely will not let you ride in front of him because potentially you know you're a woman you could mess up or crash or go slower and he doesn't want to have his ride ruined because of you i'm not bitter what um <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but so this issue of ruined, of, <laughs> ruined, <laughs> this issue of, of making space. And that's, so the problem is that space is being made for these people when they, um, when they do these things. And often I think these things happen kind of invisibly to necessarily to, to men and that they don't notice them and women don't talk about them because they happen so often that we're just like, why bother? Why bring it up? You know, I'll, I'll bring it up in the... In the car on the way home to my boyfriend, I'll be like, oh, I was so frustrated that whole mountain bike ride. You know, that guy was, you know, just like couldn't couldn't give me a break. He like could not let me ride in front. And so finally I just give up and ride in the back. And I'm like, whatever. I just I can't fight with you anymore. I don't even know why we're fighting. <laughs> but it's just that space is made for those men and those people to continue to perform those actions. And eventually... I, I will not speak for all women, but I can speak for myself. I get tired and I just don't go on that ride anymore. And that's kind mm -hmm. of, I think, the problem that we face is that the women were tired and, you know, we're not going to necessarily, you know, throw our hat down and be like, that's it. I'm done. I mean, some women will, which is awesome and call them out and be like, but what if they don't, what if they're not supported? What if the group is like, you're overreacting, he wasn't really doing that, he's just joking around, it's just, you know, so-and-so being so-and-so, and they get kind of their concerns belittled and shoved to the corner, and, you know, they don't feel listened or heard, and eventually they're just like, it's not worth it for me to go on the Wednesday night group ride, because asshole number two always, you know, does not let me get any sort of um, pull, he doesn't let me get an attack in edgewise, and I'm just tired, I'm done. And so you have these women kind of quietly bleeding out of the corners. Mm. And that's that, so, that last sentence of yours is like, is, is freaking nails it because I know a lot of people who ask themselves like, well, you know, I'm, I'm interested in a, a more well-rounded sport where there are more women involved. Like what, what can we do? Like they just don't want to show up, you know, girls just don't want to raise bikes. But, well, there, there's a, it's not that like girls don't want to race bikes. We want to race bikes. We want to be there. We want to be at the group rides. We don't want to be belittled and we don't want to have like these like weird microaggressions just kind of right. like coming at us from left and right. And I mean, like I have rides I just don't go on or like I'll be invited to a ride and I'll be like, 
nope, I'm not going to go on that ride because man B is on there and he is just too much of a pain in my ass for me to even bother. I won't have fun. But his friends and that group have made space for him. They've said, it's cool. Whatever you're doing is cool. But I have to work. I have to be like, I'm not comfortable. I don't like it when this guy does this. And, you know, like no one or not no one, but like potentially I don't know if I'm going to be supported if I speak out. And so it's easier for me just not to go. Yeah, yeah. So, so I want to I want to pull something out that I think is um, kind of important um, to to point out, I guess, which is that this is like a retention issue, um, and we're definitely. So, I think the premise here that we're coming from is that it is important to be able to retain people who are interested in the sport of cycling and bike racing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in that we in that it's important to retain women in particular who are interested in in participating. And I, I just want to I want to make that point specifically because you know and, and this gets to kind of you know d- does calling this particular jerk that that Frank had an encounter without and kind of hounding him out of the sport um, matter right because because this guy doesn't accept that premise. Well, I'm not um, saying railroad no, 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 people no. out of the out of the no, sport. No, I, I agree think, you aren't. And I think like the the kind of the final like cap or not cap but the final piece of this to to mention is like we need to change the way we respond to this type of behavior you know we need to say yeah yeah no i hey hey person b like it's not cool that every time francis comes on the ride you're just like you know up her wheel the entire time and like you're always trying to pass her and you won't let her get in front and like you know people need to speak up and they need to be like no we want you on this ride like, it's fun when you come on the ride with us, like, and kind of tamp down on that behavior or even say, like, if you keep doing that, you're not welcome. Yeah. So instead yeah, of the so... women kind of silently feeling not welcome, you actually actively seek or not seek out, but point out that behavior and say, if you do this, you're not welcome on this ride. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, exactly. I, I think what I'm saying is I'm making a, a call to the listeners here who I hope accept the premise right that we want more we want people to stay in the sport and feel comfortable we want women in particular to stay in the sport and stay comfortable because the participant participation numbers are you know they're grim um and the retention is 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 grim it's a, it's and that's common across lots of kind of endeavors and fields and and like industries and activities um but it, it's a problem and that so so rather than focusing not that uh okay so yeah it's it's very important to call out this guy as a jerk um and be like this guy's a jerk and and i don't want him here um, as you know, presumably more of our listeners are men than women. That's kind of most likely the case. We haven't taken a survey, but I bet you dollars to donuts that's the case. I mean, so that if would you match care, the cycling population. That would match the cycling population. So if you care about this, it's it's and 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 you do think the um, retention of people and retention of women in the sport is important. Um, you need to call it out, and and it's like what Francis said here. You know, not to be passive in observing this kind of stuff or, or, or not to be unaware. Because if you're, you know, if you're listening and you don't think this is a problem, I mean, first of all, you can listen to a different podcast. I don't really give a crap. Uh, there are but many podcasts. There are many podcasts. But if you do care, um, you know, it, it, there's, there's, I think, a responsibility to have an act, to be actively engaged Um and, and and vocal that you care about this and vocal to your friends who who um you know might behave not so great at times 
Does that make sense? That's that, that's what I'm trying to say. That like yeah, what, and I mean the like there, there's were, a yeah. lot of ways to like to to help in this scenario. You know, it does it doesn't have to be like a big leap. It doesn't have to be like a big confrontation. You know, yeah. it can be just like that moment where it's like a woman is speaking up about being like, uh, that kind of sucked when you did that to me for the entire ride. And you know, if guys are like kind of piling on and being like, ah, oh, that's just person A being person A, you know, they're harmless, you know, and they start like minimizing and minimizing. It's mm-hmm. your job. I hope, I hope you'll take it up as your job to put your foot down and say, no, it was kind of shitty what person A was doing. I think person A should stop doing that. Yeah. And just like when a woman speaks up, don't, don't minimize. Don't be like, you're overreacting. You're, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. Cause like we can take this all the way back to like the 1800s. You're the, the hysterical <laughs> woman overreacting. She's making things up. And it's just like, we don't bring, even bring it up often because it's happened literally hundreds of times. It's like, you're, you're hysterical. We'll just remove your uterus. There we go. Problem well, well not even just the hysterical thing, but the, the microaggressions. It's happened literally hundreds yeah. of times. And every time we've tried, I mean, like, sometimes the awesome thing happens and you get supported and you get validated, but most of the time you get minimized. Most of the time it's like, ah, let's just not rock the boat. You know, person A, person A is harmless. He's just like joking around, you know, like don't, don't take him too seriously. And then you're like, cool, I will never bring this up in this group again. And eventually I'll stop riding with you guys probably. I mean, that's the end result of that, at least for me. That's kind of the way. And I mean, like the, the... I don't know. It, it's kind of like part of part of why I wanted to come back on here is like, I don't know. I don't really ride bikes anymore. And like definitely part of that is like the culture is pretty toxic. Yeah. You know? And I, I mean, like that sucks yeah. to say to be like, oh, I kind of like bled out of the cycling community. But I mean, it stopped being fun for me. It started to just be like, you know, if every and I'm not saying like the people I ride with a lot of really awesome people and most of the rides I go on are awesome. But when you're training and you have to like you want to go on these hard rides like you inevitably and you want to race, you inevitably just encounter these assholes over and over and over again. And that's not that's not the reason I stopped racing completely. I mean, but it certainly played a part. You know, it's like why why bother? Why bother yeah. anymore when there's so many other sports to choose from and so many other hobbies like blacksmithing? <laughs> but, <laughs> I like blacksmithing. But, yeah, there's there's so much there's yeah, there's 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 just like this has been going on for a long time. Like yeah. you know, and and you've been in, you've been in the sport for a long time, and uh, maybe what well, I can say from my perspective, not dealing with it, is that there does seem to be more awareness among. Uh, men in the community. Um, it depends oh, on which oh, community you're part and I, of. And I mean, like, but it's, it hasn't it's a gone community. away. Yeah, it's a community by community thing. But it's just like you know, to to help like support women who want to be in the sport, and especially women who are trying to come into the sport. It's like there are absolutely going to be those moments where, if you look, you'll see this happening, and mm-hmm. you know you'll see the woman in the group ride who looks pretty frustrated, and you'll see the guy who's just like doggedly on her wheel, and you know you'll see this. If you look, you will see this happening. And, you know, especially if she speaks up and the group kind of, like, tamps her down, you know, you can even, like, go up to her afterward and be like, hey, I saw that happen. I thought it was pretty shitty. Even just, like, one person validating it is like, oh, maybe this group ride isn't a lost cause after all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. like, you don't you don't have to be, like, some big, like, superhero. And I'm not saying that, like, women need men in order for this problem to go away, because that sounds invariably kind of sexist. Um, but... 
it's a problem that everyone has to address, both women and men. I'm not saying we need men to speak up for us in these situations, because we should speak up for ourselves as well. But it's just, I've, I've spoken up. I've done that. I've done this lots of times. And most of the time, the reaction is just for people to just be like, don't rock the boat. It's fine. It's not that big a deal. And it sounds like, and it sounds like what you're saying is sort of that, that our responsibility as men is to like pay attention. And if there's, if there's stuff that we're being told about that we don't notice, then just like listen. Yeah. Listen. And I mean, we don't even have to make it into like a men woman thing. Just like if you see a human acting like a douchebag to another human being, you know, you can say something. Yeah. Hmm. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't have to be, it can even be like, you know, this can be, maybe it's happening to a junior or something. Um, or maybe it's happening to a new guy who's getting kind of hazed on the group ride. It's like, it doesn't have to be necessarily a woman thing. It happens to women. That's my personal experience. I've had it happen to me. So that's where I can speak from, but you know, it doesn't, we don't have to polarize it as like a, I'm a man and I do this job. I'm a woman. I do this job in this scenario. It's like, we can kind of work together as like people who want to make the sport better and want to be inclusive. Yeah. Yep. So I, I really, I, yeah, yeah. I really, I really want to em- emphasize and empathize with the that sensation of fatigue. <laughs> you know, like of, of this keeps happening, um, and and how that over time can push people out. Like I, I really, it makes me frustrated and sad because you know, just this summer, for example, when I was at the um, the Longshore Classic, uh, Criterium of Legend, and during one of the women's races um i don't remember if it was the i don't think it was the elite race i think it was like the three four or something like that there were masters men riding on the course <laughs> like and it's like come on guys like we've had this conversation so many so many times and i can't and that's like me as like a dude being like oh my god really like i, I can't believe this is still happening and it's like no wonder i mean look like i i, I think i've mentioned before like um you know francis like you're why i'm riding bikes and why I got into race, racing bikes. I remember and you riding my yellow Trek 1000 and crashing all over the place on our ride to New Hampshire. That, many, many, <laughs> many years year ago. ago. Many what years were we, ago. like 16? Uh, I was 16. You were I younger still, like I think. I might have been 15? Yeah, yeah, something like that. But let's not even go, oh man, so long we ago. We won't go down memory lane. The, yeah, the, the tobacco emporium or wherever the hell it was that we Trying we to get bandages from the tobacco emporium. <laughs> um yeah oh amazing it's a great it's a great story actually and and you know it's kind of like it's it's to the extent that that's a component i mean like you've got a lot of stuff going on obviously but to the extent that like that's part of what's what's kind of had you back out of of cycling or racing anyway like it's kind of heartbreaking like i don't know it i think it's yeah, and I mean, it's, just for... it's not just the sexist thing, you know, I mean, I've, I've spoken with other yeah, racers, know, know. men and women who are, who have backed out of racing because it's just like not very welcoming, you know, and it's like, it's not super supportive in that like culture of supporting each other and lifting each other up isn't something that we really embody. Yeah, especially something that's so hard, something that's so hard to keep doing for, for a long time. So, so yeah, I know, but I, I know, but I'm just saying like, you know, uh, I also want to just acknowledge that like you know it's it can be such like a male focused um window into the sport where when people talk about pro racing in the tour de france like the biggest shop window in 
in cycling is the Tour de France, and it's it's a it's a boys only basically. Like yeah, there's La Route de Course or whatever, which is is just like not even remotely on the same same level. And and so like it it can be difficult to to understand. Like yeah, I got into riding bikes because a girl I knew and was friends with was riding bikes a lot. Like I liked bikes, but it was like oh, you could race bikes. You know, and I was like in college in France. I was like, you could you could race bikes, <laughs> you could race like bikes. I do. And I was like, maybe maybe I will do that. Uh, you know, so like I I, I want to put that out there as like my entry point to the to the sport. Like it, you know, it matters. Um, and and you can be influenced by all kinds of people, and we want those people in there, especially since you know hashtag road is dead. <laughs> right now like it's like we need we need participation if this sport is going to keep going though i have i have thoughts on that that might be for another episode um you know maybe maybe it won't be so bad if road dies but 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 you need women you know it's like women are are a piece of that like puzzle and i mean like we've been fighting for kind of an equal place at the table for a a long time and it's just like it makes that fight so much harder when there are these like almost invisible just uh micro difficulties that happen all of the time in so many interactions and you just have to like fight against them and put your head down and especially when you're racing and you're trying to like do it at a really high level there's so much you know i mean anybody who's tried to race or go pro knows there's so much sacrifice involved in that and when the sacrifice Mm -hmm. also involves biting your tongue and putting your head down and dealing with these microaggressions and saying i better not rock the boat because of my sponsors or my image or my whatever it's more it makes it more difficult yeah so um do we want to um i guess what what's the what's the closing statement on this i don't know maddie if you have anything else to add but but you know guys be pay attention right listen yeah and i mean just like you know not not like guys but like you know women too and it's just everyone just like pay attention and look for this stuff happening and and you know make space for the new people in the sport make space for the juniors make space for the women and make i want to say make less space for the douchebags but just like call out the douchebags and if there's like some huge dickhead that's been like riding in your group rides forever it's just like make less space for that guy i mean like why do you want that guy in your group rides anyway it's like you know especially like oh god it's like the douchebag older guys that make like comments about wanting to sleep with you that's the worst (laughs) the worst (laughs) i don't want that in a group ride like i'm not here to take my pants off i'm here to ride my bike Yeah, on, on on that note, I, I, anyway, I, I that was do... a weird cap. <laughs> no, it's yeah, well, I, I do I do want to cap that actually with with a, with a note sort of quasi along those lines, which is keep in mind like the reason that we want people people to get into riding bikes presumably is because you know we love riding bikes. It brings us so much happiness and freedom and and fun and all these things. That's why it's because you want to share those experiences, that camaraderie with someone else so so uh you know if if you're tempted to say like no i totally want more women to take up road cycling because it there sure is fun to draft behind them her 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 maybe reconsider that thought um that's gross uh 
you know, like, like there are definitely kind of some self-interested reasons to, um, you know, as, as mentioned, like participation numbers and stuff like that to, to want more people in the sport. And like the demographic that we're kind of short on is, is women, but like, you know, let's just remember, like humanize everyone around you at all times, right? Humanize people. Think about, just think about your perspective and what you want out of cycling, what you enjoy, like that's why we want people to be into bike racing be into riding bikes cycling whatever doing group rides or or anything you love blacksmithing right because you think this thing has brought me so much happiness and it's so much fun and i just want to share that with my friends and and just other people i want them you know i want them to buy in it that's what it's about right like like let's make that explicit that's my pitch don't don't talk about uh you know how you just need more potential dating partners who are into your sport. Like, <laughs> yeah. And just I mean, one, remember what it's about. And when, one other thing I want to like, kind of, I mean, discuss before we close this topic here is in, in some circles, there's definitely like that kind of like hazing mentality, you know, of like, Oh, you got to be tough to be in this sport. You know, we're going to like make you miserable and like beat the crap out of you. And, not punching wise, you know, but like on climbs and stuff to, so to see if you're like tough enough to like ride with us. And it's just like, some of us have like had that sort of upbringing in cycling. And it's so easy to want to push that on new people. It's of like, you know, like, oh, this is the like, um, the fresh greenhorn. Let's like make him as miserable as possible and see if he can hang. And I mean, like, there's a time and a place for, like, hard group rides and going out and, like, pushing yourself and hopefully having fun. But it's, like, I don't know. There's definitely this vein in cycling of that kind of, like, initiation and bringing on of new people of, like, let's make them fucking miserable. <laughs> and I think that's just, like, yeah. come on, guys. Like, like Greg is saying, like, hopefully we're doing this because we love the sport and we want to bring other people into it because we love it. And I think, like, you know, a lot of people are, like, oh... Oh, I got a I got a friend who's into cycling. Can't take him on that group ride. He's going to hate it. <laughs> like why do we even have to say that, you know? Like we have to like exclude our friends from certain experiences because they will literally be miserable and quit if they go on said ride. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It's a weird thing. I I guess what I mean is like let's let's be kinder to each other. Let's take notice of all of the members of our community and I don't know, lift each other up and be more inclusive and, and notice and validate. I think that is going to bring our community together and it will bring more people into cycling as opposed to uh, making people feel small or belittled or miserable and having them just bleed away. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well said. Uh, let's take a... <laughs> that's that's good that's very good that's really good stuff um let's take a very quick break to get around you once again it is the the donor drive month for the wine ankle podium um i'm uh, just gonna say head on over wineanklepodium.com slash donate uh, you know hopefully hopefully you've gotten something out of this material i think it's pretty good uh <laughs> so far but yeah wineanklepodium.com slash donate uh all right so uh, I think that we are going to move on to the the next thing here. So, Matteo, I've got some some back channel chatter from you. Uh, so, so what are you thinking about? I'm thinking about like, first of all, Francis. Like, thank you for everything that you just said. I think that you're terrific. I think that you're right on. I agree with you like 100. percent And I also appreciate that like, we weren't just ranting about Frank's story, um, but 
you know, kind of had the opportunity to talk a lot more broadly about the like much more ordinary sort of things that are really crucial um, behaviors that push people out of the sport and the ones that like we all need to do in order to keep people in it. If I yeah, can, I think that's, yeah. that's the important stuff. Yeah. If I can harken back to like Frank's story for a moment and like this guy's premise that like women are weaker and don't race as hard, I'm sort of amused because I think that's a really um, common viewpoint that's incorrect and it's like factually incorrect and uh i know that like research came out almost like the same day that frank mentioned this story um but there were some researchers who gathered like four years of race data from team sunweb and looked at um essentially like some of the the breakdowns um of performance data between the men's team and the women's team and I didn't get a chance to take a look at like to like dig super deep into all the findings, but one of the really interesting things was that the women in their races spent way more time in heart rate zones four and five. There were only five of them than the men did. And so like basically what this means is that like, and the article in outside online that mentions this is the, the headline in fact is in pro cycling, men race longer, but women race harder. Like quite frankly, Women are spending more of their time at and above their threshold, a much greater percentage of their races than men are. And so, like, it's very interesting, you know, the data, the breakdown, the research, but it also, like, goes against this really common premise that is this sort of BS talking point that I hear all the time that, A, women's racing is boring, B, it's not exciting because women aren't going hard like yada 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 like all this stuff is out and out nonsense and everybody actually knows this because nobody puts on Paris Roubaix until after the first four hours have already gone by (laughs) (laughs) because it's boring as hell or like a, just a, just any sprint stage in the Tour de France. Like, Twitter is full of people being like, oh, why am I watching this? Yeah. Like, I don't know, dummy. Why are you watching it? <laughs> and like, <laughs> Come like, on. I, I get why that stuff, I think, maybe has to exist. Like, you know, given where, like, the, you know, male pros are. Like, stuff has to be really long or maybe teams need to be shorter. I don't know. I don't really want to get into all of that. Uh, but... Uh, the point, the point, no, is, the point is, though, is that, like, this is, this is, you know, objective data that goes to the heart of some really common criticisms of women's racing. Yeah, women race hard. I mean, I know this from a personal perspective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had my yeah. face punched in by many a strong woman. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that in a, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I, I think that... Um, Ah, people equi- so, so the thing that right that is is different is I suppose the average speeds are lower most of the time um and and people people are like therefore and it's like I, I don't care who cares it doesn't matter you know like if you watch I don't know I, I coming back to cyclocross because because I think um you know we've seen a lot of really good racing uh in in women's cyclocross there's been the last couple of years people have often said oh the women's race is, is more exciting and interesting than the men's races which has often been been true um the last couple of years in in professional levels or, or world-class level cyclocross um and the, you know if you think about it right 
if you, Mr. I don't know, Cat 4 dude, Cat 3 dude, Cat 2 dude, are doing um, a cyclocross race, and you're going pretty hard, and it feels like you're going pretty fast, right? Like, it's pretty fun. You're ripping the corners and stuff like that. Um, well, you know, the, the, the pro women are going that faster, faster all the time. So, so they're going pretty hard. Like, it's hard to do. Um, it's tough. It's, it's impressive what they're doing. And they're racing their butts off because their races are only 40 minutes. You know, like, people are so concerned about, like, I don't know. It just, it kills me a little bit. Like, the, the old joke is, is like, the WNBA, like, oh, it's not as, as good because, like, they don't dunk or whatever. And it's like, come on. You know, like, that's not what makes basketball fun to watch for people who like basketball. I mean, like, yes, I'm sure it is fun to watch tons of dunking, whatever. But it's also fun to watch people running up and down the court and passing the ball skillfully and, and dribbling around people on the court and stuff like that. Like, doing good guard work. Like, that, that's, there's so many aspects to the game. And, and so that's what I want people to get out of it and understand, like, yeah. It's like we want people to understand, like, when we talk about racing hard and strength, not getting caught up in, in like, one aspect of the game. Does, is that making any sense or am I just, like, doing a terrible job? No, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And, and, and let me tell you, there's still plenty fast... Like, I, and this does get to, like, the guys who are like, oh, God, I must not let this per this this woman drop me or whatever. We're, you know, I don't know. If you're watching, like, Kirsten Wild or, or uh, Annemiek von Vluten or, like, Mariona Voss and you're just like, I could hang with them. <laughs> like, ah, no, you probably couldn't. You probably couldn't, actually. I don't know uh, what planet you live up. on if you think that. <laughs> yeah it's like no 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 for 99 percent of people on earth like no you couldn't like that's that's what that's what pro sports is is like you're watching people who are better than you and you identify with them anyway like i don't know like it's it's strange that this is hard right like people people have no difficulty in like watching a game of like you know pro basketball pro men's basketball or or pro men's football or pro men's baseball and understanding that these people are better at the sport than they are. You know, I, <laughs> like, I, this reminds me, like I, I, I recently, don't understand this. I recently read a, an article on the internet from, um, Devereaux Peters, who is a WNBA star. And she wrote pretty extensively about how like super often when men talk to her and find out that she's a professional basketball player, they want to play her. Like they think oh, they yeah. can beat her. And early on in her career, like she would take them up on that and she would beat them and they would start to play like really dirty. And, you know, so finally she stopped and, but she, she still feels these requests like, oh, you know, let's, let's go one-on-one. Like, let's just shoot around. You know, I, I bet I can beat this you. Is, and this it's is like a really weird phenomenon. I've seen this in cycling too. I mean, like, I think I've actually told this story on this podcast, but like racing Quabbin one year and I was, you know, getting back to my car after the race and there was this like cat four, cat five guy. And he was like w- trying to like chat me up, not in like a, you know, whatever. It just like, let's talk about racing way. And he was saying about how he had been dropped from his race and how the pro women had caught and passed him. And he had then tried to keep up with them and was then complaining about how he'd gotten chicked. And it's like, what? what? Oh. And it's just like the, the ridiculousness of this statement. It's just kind of like, 
there's so many. I mean, I could just like one, like why you, you got dropped from your race. So you're already like not doing the thing you set out to do here <laughs> at, at the racing stage. You're, you're already not as good as your peers who have you identify with in your group. And then the pro women catch and pass you and you feel slighted by this. Why? <laughs> it, it, it's just, it's just so ridiculous. It's like they're pro. Why do you as like a, novice racers think that you're faster or stronger or should be faster or stronger than them and like it's just such like a how do people like are you so small in your self-image that you think that like uh, i don't know yeah no like why can't the men who do this accept that a woman is better at them better than them at a thing than they are like it comes down to something as simple as that yeah, it's, it's not like, you know, you're comparing two people off the street and it's like someone beat you in a foot race. It's like these are women who have like spent years and years like honing and training and and like you are just starting bike racing. Why do you think you would be at all able to keep up with them? Yeah, maybe this is my maybe this is my new my new kind of unified theory of, of people who don't like women's sports i, I just is, I literally is, is that they they is, is is that they you know there's that sense of threat like oh god you know and it is that internalized whether you know hopefully uh, uh the ones who are really mean are no doubt completely aware of it and other people many other men are probably not so aware of it but that sense of threat <laughs> a woman might be better at something i don't know it's like it's like the dudes who are like oh i couldn't let my girlfriend get a better grade in that class than me you know that yeah. sort of thing like i gotta be she's she's gotta be smart but i gotta be smarter uh i don't know but but you know hey these are these are small people, weak professional men. sports people are professional for for a reason and you know you know or they're elite amateur for a reason like they've established and proved themselves to be really good at what they're doing and and that that by the way is why women um racers deserve equal pay right that's why they deserve um equal treatment and respect you know equal showcase you know it's not about oh whose average speed is higher it's not about who has to obey arbitrary race uh arbitrary rules about how long a race can be you know it's it's really about what's your level of achievement and and um yeah like like what yeah, you're, you're kind of what kind the, of work are you the, doing yeah the pinnacle of their of their fitness of their like in their entire lives you know they've worked for you know in some cases decades to gain that fitness and it's like that's you know exactly the same as the men that's exactly the same can... process that the men go through is yeah, if, you know you, right. you work and you train and you sacrifice and you make it up to the world stage and it's like watch the show watch the show like why is this about you know why why does it need to be about kind of your i don't know like, like what part of you is under threat here like enjoy the show like that's ultimately what professional sports is right it's entertainment <laughs> Um, exactly. So I think the more worrying thing is like, why is this happening all of the time? I mean, if this guy was an anomaly and it was like, oh, this one time in my life, this one guy, you know, said something weird about trying to be able to keep up with pro women, I'd be like, oh, that's a funny, that's a funny weirdness. But like, clearly, I mean, Mattio, due to this like article, it's like, this happens all the time. Yeah. It's like, why are we, I mean going too far down the rabbit hole but like why are we raising men to be so insecure about their personhood that they have to like challenge pro 
like women NBA players to a game of like horse and have to beat them. <laughs> I so I so know what would happen if I did that. <laughs> but I mean like I'm really bad at basketball. <laughs> and it's not because I'm short, it's just cuz I'm bad at ball sports. But anyway. <laughs> uh, all right, well that was fun. Um I don't know. So so uh, I, I've honestly lost. How did we start with this? Well, oh, this article about right. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, right. So yeah, it's it's you know, I I think the the closing point too. By the way, is is that um, the differences in how um, men's races, women's races play out, and and kind of the consequences of that with respect to how much time are people over aerobic threshold or not, and how much attacking is there is very much a function of of the kind of constraints put in place by rules which are which are totally arbitrary um and a lot of um the differences you see between not only in cycling but other olympic sports uh it's especially olympic sports a lot of differences between men's and women's races uh, are essentially hanging on from kind of victorian era sexism of women can't handle this. And Greg, so you better be careful. Shorter. Someone's uterus might fall out if we give them oh, this Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. We, and we've, we've discussed this before, right? But <laughs> We have. You know, to the extent that, you know, people have been, oh, well, it's not equal work if they're only racing, you know, 40 minutes, for example. And it's like, the only reason that the race is 40 minutes long is because the rules say it has to be 40 minutes long. Like, Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, it's it's crazy, too, because, I mean, like, part of this is also that, like, yeah, so the women like race for three hours the men race for five hours and it's like oh if you put the women on the men's course you know they would do worse and it's like well of course because you train to the constraints that are given to you why would mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. train to do a five-hour race when my races are three hours that wouldn't make well, any sense well if you're you spending know? and it's like if that's yeah. the the arbitrary and it's like my cross races those are 40 minutes so it's like why would i train to do an hour-long effort when my effort is only supposed to be 40 to 50 minutes um, and you know, that that's not as, as a like, oh, I don't want to go above and beyond. It's just like, you know, physiologically, your body is going to perform differently. You know, if you, you know, if, if you suddenly made the women's races five hours, the pro woman would be like, cool, we'll train for five hour races done. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I mean, as and it, that's, it's a great example of the cross too. Um, so having, having upgraded, right. Uh, myself a few years ago from cat three cycle cross to cat two cycle cross and how I can do UCI races and elite races and what fun. Right, you go from a 40, 45 minute race to, to an hour race um, in, on the men's side, and boy, is it different. Let me tell you. Uh, you think, well, it's only another 15 minutes, but it's, it's actually uh, substantially longer. And so it really changes what you need to think about and how prepa- the kind of preparation you oh, need yeah. to it do. Oh, yeah, it changes the type of race and the type of prep you need to do. And it's just like, yeah. you know, if the, suddenly the UCI decided this year that men and women were both going to race for an hour for cyclocross, I mean, it would be no problem the woman would be just be like okay cool we raced for an hour now it's not like you know you're gonna put the pro women on the course for an hour and they're gonna fall apart yeah and, and specifically speak of kind of the heart rate stuff like how much time in zone four versus zone five well you know if, you, if you're doing whatever you know a three-hour road race versus a six-hour road race 
you know, you're you're gonna and, and looking at the fact that wow, I have to spend more time over my threshold. Yeah, that, well, that's you're gonna I, train I, for that. You're gonna you're exactly. gonna do more, more of a disparity. I mean, high intensity like, intervals and with the and cross that race, stuff. you know, you're dealing with a shorter, more contained amount of time. It's like when you look at those long road races, it's like, yeah, if you only do three to four hour rides for your training and then suddenly your races are five hours, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> But it's like if your races are five to six hours on the regular, then that's the type of training you do. And it's like, you know, I think this is proven in the 80s, you know, when the women had these like super long events and they were doing five hour races. No problem. Oh, man, that's cool. I didn't didn't even know they were doing that. And then all of a sudden, I, I, I may be misspeaking here, but I'm pretty sure there was like in the cycling boom in the 80s when like women were actually doing some pretty, pretty cool racing and they were doing these like full length races. And then for whatever reason, they got like cut down, you know, it's like those big sponsors dropped off in the 90s and et cetera, et cetera. But, hmm. you know, it's like, it's not that they can't do it or like that, like a woman's body is not capable of doing a five hour race. I mean, like all of us cyclists have gone on plenty of five hour rides it's like you can race for five hours that's like you know if that's the suddenly that's the the goal that you set to and suddenly like women and men are racing the same distances it's like yeah women can do it that's not a that's not a problem they might do it a little bit slower yeah and i think that's you know perhaps plays a part in what a road race especially like a local road race if you're gonna set a course that's 100 miles and it's gonna take someone seven hours to do it that's gonna be you know have to factor in you got to have your marshals out there anyway i'm drifting off course but yeah strong um, argument for making men's races shorter in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) yeah why do you want your marshals out there for so long so long (laughs) all right so we should we should probably start to to wrap up matteo do you have um a last word yourself my last word is that this great conversation isn't even bonus content on the wide angle podium network oh you're so right you're so right. But there is bonus content. Actually, Mario, we out, we did, in addition to the Cyclocross episode, we did another bonus content episode recently. Do you want to tell the people about what that was? Because I think it was pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, well, we I, I talked you all through a, a weekend of track racing, and I talked through some of the demands that I think a lot of people don't uh, realize. I talked about, you know, one of the, one of the 20 or 21-hour days that I had uh, trying mm-hmm. to race some UCI track races. And I talked about you know, the challenge of fitting that into a work week and the challenge of nutrition during an event like that and kind of the, the sheer like physiological challenge of uh, racing a really long, intense day of, of many different races. Um, and maybe yeah, I, I, I complained a little bit. I, I Tears were shed. It was... Look, the start of the summer was a difficult time for me, um, but I'm glad that you all were there to, to help me through it. Great. Yeah, well, you know, personally, I learned a lot. I mean, I I kind of, I sort of just figured that a track event was something that you showed up, you know, rode your bike around in a circle for like 15 minutes or so, uh, and, and then you're set, you know, but... It turns out that because there's like multiple events or whatever, and you're kind of exposed, I mean, there's a lot of things to think about. And you know, if I were to actually like head to a track to do some racing, it would, it would probably be helpful to keep those things in mind. So you can actually get access to that content, not to mention all the bonus content produced by all the shows on the network, right? And that's a lot of shows at this point. Um, I, I don't even know how many it is, but there's there's a there's a lot. Uh, they're probably very interesting to you. Um, 
there's like the kids don't follow music podcast which is which is kind of neat little little different from some of the rest of stuff there's the we mentioned the slow ride podcast and we got to hang out there's the consummate athlete they they kind of cast a wider net um peter glassford and molly hurlford um shout out shout out molly and peter by the way um who are awesome yeah yeah they're francis who, who knows them you know better than me anyway um can, can, can confirm that and so that's available to you at the wide angle podium network and and you can be a part you can be a member you can go to wideanglepodium.com slash donate we mentioned earlier uh this this kind of month uh late august you know to the beginning of september well let's just say august 15th to september 1st right you, you can actually get special bonus gifts and you know to say thank you that you wouldn't get normally at any other time of year that you sign up so we'd love to drive uh, you know, a few more people to become members. Um, the, the network really is member supported. Um, you know, the server space isn't free and all that. Um, it's, it's nice to be able to have a, a good microphone and, and things like that. So yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we do try and give back with some cool bonus stuff. You know, a while ago, we did a pretty cool bonus episode a while ago. Do, do you remember that? I do. Mario? I do Cause you were that. on that. That was fun. Yeah. We, yeah. What, what was that? We talked about a movie. We talked about, the best cycling movie of all time. Yeah, I believe it was Breaking Away that we talked it about. It was. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good movie. And we got pretty it's deep about that. Right? I mean, we talked about, we didn't just like tell you about the movie. I mean, we talked about like the sort of history of art that it was capping itself onto. We talked about some of the cinemagraphic techniques. We talked about the sort of like Marxist lens on the film. Yeah. I mean, we, we, totally we talked did. about what the actors are doing now. It's that was a good show. Yeah, you know, Jackie Earl Haley's on the in the t- on the tick now in uh, on uh, uh, what's it called Amazon Prime or whatever. How about that? Damn. But you know, you can find out what we thought of Jackie Earl Haley back in the seventies. But you got to become a member to do it. Whiteanglepodium.com slash donate. But at any level, you get access. That's what's great. It's not like it's not like you have to look. If you don't have 20 bucks a month to give to a podcast network, I understand. I mean, I think if you do, that'd be amazing, and you should totally consider that, and the, the, the prizes and freebies and whatever you get are pretty good. But look, $5 a month, like, you're contributing a lot. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, $5, that's something. That's a lot. It'd make a big difference, and you get access to all of that. There's, there's no cutoff, like, any amount. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you should consider it. I think you should consider it. Hey, all right, guys. Um... I feel like I feel like we've done a good we've done a good seventy minutes here. Um, you know, I feel like we've learned something. Uh, I'm really Francis. I'm so glad you came. You came back. Me too. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Francis. Yeah. And you know, anytime. I, I I know that you you know I know that you can't make it like a regular thing, but anytime you want to chat, um, the door's open. Obviously. So. Or if it is a regular thing, if you suddenly are like, hey, I got time, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I have my 12 million side hustles. We should do <laughs> We should do an episode where we each tell the rest of us about like something that we do in our lives that's not about bikes at all. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. If anyone wants to learn about blacksmithing. Yeah. I've well, that's, many that's, classes yeah, now. that's sort of how I, <laughs> that's how I got there. But yeah. Boy. Would listeners be interested in, in any aspect of my life? Uh... <laughs> yeah, man. Tell us about scientician. Tell oh, us boy. about being a scientician. I'm such a scientician. 
Just like, do the science and all will become clear. <laughs> I'll get RSI from operating pipettes. It's great. And you can tell us about public... You're a scientist of a sort. Matteo. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's data and there's graphs. I'm, I, make, and, I make charts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Charts are... Charts are pretty much 90% of science, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Um, I, think that, I think that that's going to be a wrap for tonight. Um, you know, I'm going to remind you one more time, we'd love for you to become a member of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Go to wideanglepodium.com slash donate. We just want you to be this part of our family. Honest. We just want to like, we want, we want have that be a transactional experience for all of us. Yeah, but in like a good, warm-hearted and loving way. Yeah, of <laughs> Not in like some kind of contractual obligation way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this, this has been the Honest Bicycle Program. Um, I have been Greg. This has been Matteo. And I've been Francis. And we'll catch you again soon. We love you very much. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.